I need a bush down there. Because if I'm having sex and I'm holding two little feet and I look down and I see clean shave and I'm like, no, this feels bad. This feels way too close to something that would get me on Dateline NBC. <laughs> Brad. Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? I'm popping the cherry on the studio. You are. This is the brand new studio. It's the Yo Show studio. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's very you. I yeah. think it's good. You got the wedding Wait a minute. Hold back. on. Hold on. Very me. What's what's yeah. very what was very me? Basketball, you okay. know, okay. And, and Vegas and and clean. Thank you. You're clean. Yes. Yeah. It's not sloppy, man. No, you're you're organized yes i'm not a sloppy person it's very organized yeah what would your the background of your studio be oh my god uh (laughs) it'd probably be just a lot of like 80s cartoons and posters of john elway (laughs) dude you met john elway several times now right yeah he's a friend now it's crazy now i know your this job is so like when it gets to a certain point it's so cool dude it's bananas like it, it, it's crazy how if somebody becomes a fan or it puts you in a position, look, I, before I started comedy, I interviewed a lot of celebrities. So it puts yeah. you in a position where if you do ever see them out, they kind of recognize you and they'll be like, Oh, but when you turn into a stand-up comic, it's like they respect what you're doing. You're not just a reporter. And now you're kind of not on the same level, but yeah. they see you as something they can't do. Oh, like uh, the premiere night, for Matt Apple, the uh, Cirque du Soleil show I'm doing here in Las Vegas, the New York, New York Hotel and Casino. That's Look at right. That. Plug. Plug. Dropping the mic. Plug. Professional. There Good at go. this. Um, opening night, uh, Anderson Pack came to opening night. And then he came, he wanted to meet the cast afterward. And he came up to me and was just started talking about, like, like I just saying I was funny and stuff. I'm just like, <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw you in concert a month ago and you freaking killed let me, it let me like, tell you something anderson amazing. Back, i would love that's one of my favorite people in the world and I, can't, yeah. I, I can't wait to meet him one day because he's black and korean just like me oh is he like he's he's mixed he's blasian just like me so yeah. like all the blasian people we look up to him because sure. i know you're in an interracial marriage and we'll get to that in a second but yeah that's the new thing man we're hot right now this look is hot <laughs> brad white guys i feel sorry for you because this yeah is in oh, right that's now. in all of it all that of it. and you got a bunch of white guys in suits going we need to check three boxes or we can get one person and have him check all the boxes like brad do you realize i've never been fired by a job because i can't you can't can't, it's if you fire me you'll get a lawsuit from my black and asian side oh and they're so litigious oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) see that's the thing you don't even know what what side i was talking about that's right so now you met john elway you're a huge denver broncos fan yeah how did that all come about uh, so he, John Elway runs a bunch of car dealerships and, uh, in the Colorado area and they have a big Christmas party every year. They had heard them a huge Denver Broncos fan, the person who organized the party, uh, and they had seen my show at the comedy works in Denver. So they contacted me and go, Hey, we hear you're a big Denver Broncos fan. Uh, would you like to perform stand up at the Christmas party for John Elway motor company? And okay, before you get to that, let's yeah. let everybody know. Corporate events are usually horrible. They're horrible. Horrible. It's a comic. Here, let me tell you why. I've done only one, and then only one, and you're like never again. Because I traumatized you that much. It's kind of like doing a college. You know, yeah. it's like you you hear the horror stories, and then when you do one, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. So I did one corporate event. What I notice, it's people checking to make sure other people laugh, like yes. their bosses, yes. before they laugh. Yes. And that's all it is, is people just looking around saying, is yes. it okay to is laugh? Is it okay? And will I get fired? You, will I get fired? My yeah. boss is here. So usually it makes everyone uncomfortable that's there. Yeah. So it just makes it a horrible event. Now, you're- Yeah. Event. Yeah. So uh, they call me and they say, do you want to do the, the, the gig? And I, and I say, well, does John go to this? And because that's the only reason that's you would the only do it. reason I would take Let's it. Let's be honest. Only reason I would take it. I go, does John go to this? And they go, yeah, he, he goes every year. He literally he literally schedules it uh, the day before a bron- the a Broncos home game, so he can be there every year. And I'm like, okay, yeah, well, let's go. Sign me up. They're like, do we negotiate money? I go, cut me a check if you want, but I'll be there. Like now, it, did you say it at out. that time? All I need to meet John. I mean, essentially, okay, <laughs> great, great, great. and. Uh, and uh, yeah, I go I go to the thing. It's really nice. It's at a very fancy hotel in downtown Denver. And uh, and then John 
John walks in, sees me. Okay, wait, hold on. Wait, like, like, yeah, I, I need to. I need it all. Ooh, I need. Okay, I need okay. you to paint it. When he walks in, does everybody? Is it like a light shine? Oh, and in Denver, like, oh. that's God. Okay, that that okay. is John Elway walks in a room in Denver, Colorado. That's God. Okay, that gotcha, is. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, like that would be Patrick Mahomes coming to any place in Kansas City. Steph Curry walking anywhere in the Bay Area. Yeah, that's God right there. So he walks in, everyone stops. He comes in. Now, I'm already a drink and a half in even before my set because... And I, and I never drink before my set because I always want to be professional. I always uh-huh. want to be in control. But this tonight you're drinking. This one, I'm like, I, I got to I, I gotta loosen up. Now, this is a stupid question. Yeah. Because you're small. Do yeah. you get drunk fast or does it yes. less... Less yes. alcohol makes you drunk faster. They call me two beer Brad. <laughs> and that is real. That is very real. Two beers. So, like, if, if if you ever come see one of my shows and it's one of those situations where people are sending me shots on stage and I'm going to reveal one of my secrets, I usually tell the waitress, hey, if they want to buy me a drink, give me a shot of water, put salt and lime on the thing, Charge him twelve bucks for the tequila. Hundred percent. Send it up, and I'll 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 act the hell out of that. Like like this is ice water, but you do the. Mm. And you do like two yeah. two little fake like ooh that ooh well, that's yeah, strong ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 but it's water. And then sometimes they send you like eight shots, and you're like, oh crap! Now I have to act drunk. Isn't, isn't it crazy? <laughs> because you're small, people want to see you fucked up on purpose. Yeah, like they just want to see you messed up. Yeah, I used to tell a joke like this in my act, but it's true. It's me and hot chicks. Me and hot chicks. When we walk into a room, everyone just looks at us and goes, "That's getting fucked up tonight." Because. <laughs> Good stuff is gonna happen yeah. with the hot chick. They think something good's gonna happen. I don't know what they think is gonna happen when I do it. I don't know if I like. No, no, we get him drunk enough, he explodes in the candy. <laughs> that, that, that's what he does. Uh, so I'm a drink and a half in. John comes in. Everyone immediately Stops. like yeah record. Yeah. And uh, everyone's talking to him. He see he, he he sees me and goes, "That's the comedian." And I'm just like, ha Like I I have at this time, I already have a signed John Elway jersey. I've got a poster that someone met him and had him sign the poster for me. Like, all this. John Elway is the dude. We all have that athlete. So he's your guy. That's the guy. We all have that athlete where, like, when we were growing up at a certain age, that athlete hits at the right time with what we what what we're into. And Elway's my guy. Comes up, talks to me for a bit. I forget what I said because it's all a blur. I'm trying to make jokes. And then uh, I go and I do my set. Okay, and, how'd, uh, it go? how'd it go? Dude, it went so good. Did it? Okay. <laughs> I have good. a video on my phone of when I said thank you, good night, and Elway is right dead center. He's the first one to stand up. and get it. So, so everyone's like, oh, okay, we got to stand up. Cause, cause, yeah, cause, because if Elway's standing yeah, up, everybody has it. God just stood up, so okay, now we're standing. Uh, so he So he stands up. Everyone stands up. Standing ovation. It's great. Amazing. He comes. Let me ask you, how long did you do? I did like 35 minutes. 30, did you have an opener to warm the room? No. Oh. No. Clean. So was it, was it, was it? My opener was the guy giving out the the regional sales awards. <laughs> <laughs> For the most Priuses given in the Colorado area. This guy. Terry, get up here and make a speech. So like, that as, was my opener. So as soon as you went up, was it bumpy? Because sometimes you got to feel them out. Yeah. I had to do a little crowd work in the beginning to gotcha. kind of get the audience into the rhythm of stand-up. Like, no, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to say something. You're going to laugh. You're going to pay attention. Gotcha. Like, and I commented uh, about the decor and everything like that. So it, You warmed them up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, okay. warmed them up before you get into material. And that's just something you learn from doing these enough where you go like, okay, this is how you, you have to ease people into stand-up. In a comedy club, they come in, they know the rhythm they know what this is different scenarios where it's just like and now a comedian like they don't know yeah. you, you you can't just come in guns a blazing um so when the so when the thing's done uh, all stand up john elway yeah, walks towards yeah. you maybe uh he he kind of summoned me to the table Oh, like God. Yeah. Like, come to the table yeah. where all the disciples are. Like, like, <laughs> and Brad is like, like, like yeah. the person next to God. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I, so I come in and we start talking and he goes, uh, man, uh, uh, what, what are you doing tomorrow? 
And I go, well, I, I, I literally just flew in for this gig. My wife is at this point um, eight and a half months pregnant. And like, so it's, we're literally like any day, any time. So, you know, I got to go home. And then John goes, oh man, I would have invited you to the game tomorrow. <gasps> you got to go. You got to go. Look. I immediately, I go, hold on. And I, <laughs> and I run out of the room and I call my wife and I go, honey, I know you're like about to pop, but John just invited me to the game. And my wife, God bless her. She's like, well, you go. You go, you that's go, what's up right you there. go to, that's your hero. You go to the game. So the next day got to go, had on-field passes, uh, saw the whole pregame. And then we watched the game from John Elway's box in, in, now, in, in the stadium. Now, John Elway, when he's in his box, yeah. is he friendly or is he in game mode? Where he's nobody engaged because really? at that time he was, yeah. he, he, he was vice president of football operations. Not that I know anything about that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, so he was, he's very intense and, and he's watching. But during some, during some breaks, you know, okay. he, he's then like the dude, you, you know this, interviewing as many celebrities as you've interviewed. There are people that have been in the limelight now for so long and they just know, all right, Turn it on Turn now. It, yeah. gotcha. And like now I'm in work mode. Now I'm in friendly mode. Now I'm in schmooze mode. Now I'm in me mode. Like there, there are people that just, they flip that switch. And so he was doing that. We took a couple photos in uh, the press box. He signed, he signed a Jersey for me. Uh, I now, <laughs> I now have four John Elway signed jerseys. <laughs> uh, and I, he, I ended up doing the party again the next year. They brought me back, which now is like, oh crap! I got to rewrite all the material. Uh, and but yeah, it, it it was during the party. At one point, uh, uh, I had brought a football and and I asked him to sign it. And and then I and I asked him, I go, can you can, can you throw me a pass? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah, go out. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, awesome. I'm like, yes. So I'm running out in a suit, and he's in the suit. But I have a video of this too. He he took off the jacket, and then he like cocked the arm. I'm like John, oh, I'm yeah. like John, don't go. No, no, like don't like because that got like for those of you who don't know, Elway had one of the biggest guns in history. So, but he just did a nice little lob to me. Thankfully, I caught it, and uh, yeah, so I I could say I caught a pass from John Elway and uh, got and got to meet my hero and Dude, that's all that. Amazing. And that's what comedy brings you, bro. Yeah, that's I can, what's so great about it. I can text him now, not right now, but like. I, like I like I could text him and he texts back like like when they got Russell Wilson I, I was like dude so when are you going to a game you going to a game to see Russell hell yes yeah I'm yeah. going to multiples uh -huh. I, like that now I'm all so into this still, team do you still buy tickets to the games or no. do you have now connect <laughs> <laughs> buy tickets <laughs> oh quaint <laughs> exactly no, no uh, uh, I've, I've I've got some hookups uh, with uh, within the organization including John himself I I try do you have those numbers in your phone because you you've met yes. the, you you've met these celebrities that you have these numbers and you're like I would text you every day if it were up to me, but like I'm trying not to. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and it goes in waves where one day all of a sudden they just sit you up and you look. I have numbers. Yeah. If I get a phone call. Yeah. Or a text, it still gets me giddy. Yeah. Like like a little girl. Like I'm like, oh my god, I know them. Yeah. Like I know this person. Yeah. And I get like, wow, this, it's just one of those moments. Like you just never thought would happen no. and there's some of the biggest biggest stars in the world and they text you or call you and you're just like i can't and you look at the name i mean it's a coded name because you're not gonna put their real name in it but you know oh, who crap it is. i gotta change all the names in my phone then oh yeah i i have codes i i i'll put their name but it's like abbreviations where okay. nobody would know yeah 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 uh, but when they call or text you it just still blows me away it's just you get giddy. yeah and i almost have to take a moment it, when those happen and be like, okay, don't fanboy. They're calling you because they want to talk like yes. a human being. Like, yes. Uh, uh, so I'm a lifelong as, 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 as well as being a Broncos fan. I'm a lifelong, uh, wrestling fan. And now I can legitimately say I am friends with Chris Jericho. Yes. And, and, and I'm, I'm friends with this guy i've talked to them we'll hang out the man's come to see my shows uh i've gone to see his shows like it's we're friends 
And but I still have that moment when he calls where I'm like, Why two J? Why two J is calling? And I have to like be like, No, no, he's your friend. Yeah, no, like 100%. I, I, I have to give myself that little pep talk. It's it, it's a crazy thing about our business. Even some like now, you know, you've been in comedy a lot longer than me. But mm-hmm. when you start and you see your friends that now are selling out auditorium, like like stadiums, and they it's, I used to tour with Joe Coy, dude. I used to tour with Joe Coy. Yeah, we yeah. used to be open. Like I like, and I wasn't even like his opener. He wasn't my opener. We were both opening acts. Like, yes. we were on a tour bus. Uh, like it, it just as opening acts. And now the dude is like one of the biggest comics in the world, and, and he's changed his number so many times. I don't have it anymore. Uh, please, Joe. Please, Joe, hit me up. Uh, I don't know if you want me to open for you. Whatever. You know uh, the weirdest thing is when uh, people. And you, I'm sure this has happened to you when people hit you up for people's numbers because they've changed it. Yeah. And I never know what to say, you know, yeah. because it's like, ah, do I, unless I know yeah. this person has respect for that person. Sure. I'll hit up Joe or whoever yeah. and be like, yo, can I give him your number? Yeah. But it's so odd. People just think you throw out numbers. There's a reason why they keep changing their number. Yeah. You know, somebody got it. Well, and now they can't have that. Tyler anymore. Perry said the best thing. He goes, when you when you blow up and mm-hmm. you break the glass ceiling, mm-hmm. people get cut. Oh, <laughs> I love that. People get cut. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Like people I were very close to mm-hmm. at one time. I'm still close, but not as close. Yeah. Because they're super busy. Yeah. And hopefully you can get on that level. But yeah. what's weird thing, let's be honest about Hollywood it's a very weird level thing. When somebody levels up, it's almost, you could be close to them, but you kind of have to level up to be like you were before. Yeah. Does it, that make sense? No, because then only you guys can relate in that way. You yeah. Know, like, and you see them level up their friends. Like now yeah. they're hanging out with blank, blank and blank. Yeah. There was one time at the comedy store, uh, I was walking down that, down that hallway and it was, uh, it was Gaffigan. It was Kreischer. It was Rogan. Uh, I'm forgetting one. Um, somebody else. Sebastian. That it's all like, they're all stadium theaters. Like, yeah. it's all it's all like that. And Bert, and I'm standing there and like, all right, I'm not allowed to talk right now. Like, I'm just like, maybe if I have a quick line. But <laughs> and Bert starts talking about tw- tour buses and like the problems with tour buses <laughs> and there and everyone's chiming in with their problems with tour buses and i'm just like i can't I, You're like I, my I, car I works nothing. yeah it works it's fine and then uh burr comes down the hallway hears someone say something about tour bus and goes Will you guys shut the fuck up? We all have fucking Teslas in the parking lot. You didn't think we'd ever be here. Shut up with your fucking buses. And then just and, and, and just walks out. And there was that moment where we all looked at each other and went, like, uh, they all looked at each yeah. other. I'm not in that world. But, like, they all looked at each other and went, oh, right, yeah. We, we used to do this shit in really horrible circumstances, and now we have the lives that we could only have dreamt about. That, so, and and that's, what, that's what's so amazing. I remember I've been on, I've been on Rogan, like, three times. But I remember the first two times I got booked on it, literally walking down the hallway. He's like, yo, what's up? What's up? Oh, you need to be on my podcast. And everybody thinks this, since it's so big, the podcast is so big, yeah. this is elaborate scheduling. Yeah, that, it's publicists. Like, and public, no, it's no. literally he sees you go, oh, dude, you need to be on the pod. Yeah. It was just that simple. And it yeah. happened twice like that. And one time it happened at the comedy store down that long hallway. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to watch is just going to the comedy store a lot. And watching when a comic starts and then they blow up or whatever. Yeah. How it's weird that you know someone. And I'm not just talking about Joe. I'm just talking about other comedians too. You know them. But then everybody, like Joe, I'm going to use Joe as the example. He was in the hallway and everything just gravitated mm-hmm. around him. And this was, was the time when Joe would sell out. He could sell at the comedy store every night if yeah. he by himself. And it's just weird to see everybody gravitate. Yeah. And... It, 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 you know, it's just the industry how it's almost like like you talked about John Elway being God. Yeah. Joe Rogan in the comedy store is just it. like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. and what's great about Joe, he helps so many people out by putting them on this podcast. But yeah. it's very interesting to watch that when you're on the outside looking in. What's another thing about that is that you'll find yourselves in situations at the comedy store, or at the comedy cellar in New York, where like I've been in the back green room at the comedy store and it was Burr, 
Marin, Jesselnik, Tom Papa, and myself. And I stopped for a minute and goes, I'm, just, I'm here hanging out. How many people would pay God knows how much money to be in this room right now? But you know what sucks, too? To, to, to just hang. 100%. But you know what <laughs> sucks, too, about L.A.? And that's why I live in Las Vegas right now. Yeah. Is when I see a lineup at the store, improv, Laugh Factory, where... You have like crushers, people yeah. that would sell out stadiums. Yeah, going, back, but, going on back to back, but back to back. Say, but there's tickets still available, like at <laughs> for 200 seats at a at the Improv. I'm like, L. A. is so it's spoiled like in comedy. You have Sebastian followed by Eliza, followed by Segura, and, 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 and there's tickets available. And the fuck. And I'm like, dude, this is how spoiled L. A. Yeah. is. Like, I saw that the other day. It was the Improv was. It was that type of lineup where yeah. improv was like still tickets left. Yeah. And I go, how are tickets left? Yeah. That's how spoiled yeah. and privileged yeah. LA is in comedy because that lineup would sell out stadiums, but yet can't Anywhere sell else. 200 tickets at the improv. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's it, ridiculous. It, yeah. And I, I feel you 100%. There, it's there, embarrassing. Yeah. Brad. There, there are so many times when it's like, I'll go to, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Columbus, Ohio. I'll sell out six shows at the Funny Bone. Maybe we added a show on Saturday. It's amazing. I love that club. I love that city. I, lo I love that area. And, and you're like, all right, where where are we next week? And I'm I'm not throwing them under the bus. This is just the reality of the situation. Uh, where you go, like, all right, I'm at Flappers in Burbank next week. So it's like you don't even have to say anything. As soon as, as soon as you said flappers, I'm like, this is going to be horrible. Yeah, and, and you're like, okay, I just sold the equivalent of like 1,300 tickets, 12, 1,200 tickets for a weekend. Awesome. Now, now we're going to Flappers of Burbank, and Josh from Flappers goes, "Hey man, um, ticket sales are a little light. Can you like hit the promotion like hard?" And you're just like, "And there we go." But you know what? That, <laughs> that's the one thing I love about comedy. Till you, you blow Flappers. up. <laughs> It's because it's so humbling too. Because you could go. I, look, I did. I took. A, I normally don't travel as much on the summer and mm -hmm. do dates. Mm -hmm. And I did this year because I was like, I want to try out new markets. So yeah. I did. So far, I've done nine dates. Okay, six of them have been fucking phenomenal. Yep. Three is like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> it's like almost <laughs> like you don't do comedy. Yeah. Like they didn't even know you did comedy. You know, it's like you go to a city and you're like, wait, wait, where, where is everybody? Yeah. And it's that's humbling. the it's the emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. because you're like I'm killing and you're on a roll. I did like three in a row and it was like murdering. I was yeah. like ticket sales. My agent was like, dude, this is the way it's to go. Great. And then the next one is just like, yeah. And you're like, what the hell just happened? What but happened? that's what, what's so humbling yeah. about it. That's comedy, and, and 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 that's how it is. And as humbling as that is, the opposite of that, the the feeling when you first go to comedy works in Denver and you sell 150 tickets for the Saturday early show, which is the show you should always sell out yeah. or you sell 112 and like the Friday night late show. You're lucky, but that's like 50, people 50 there. people, hundred yeah. percent. And you're just like, Oh man. But then the next year you go back and there's a little more people. Next year you go back a little more people. And then five years after that first date, Sold out. Sold out. Before you even get weekend, there. You're just like, oh, I don't even need to tweet. You know, I, I don't got to promote. I don't got to do nothing. You know what's great? Is that with, feeling. Walking in and seeing sold out when you have those flashbacks in your mind of that empty comedy club that makes you go, what the hell am I doing with my life? My parents were right. And <laughs> like, I should have quit a long time ago. And now it's sold out. You're like, that feeling. I live for that feeling. You know, in Wendy over there is amazing. Yeah, Wendy, yeah, yeah. When, in when, what Wendy I love, at the comedy work. They don't, a lot of clubs can't do it anymore, but Wendy's very successful where they can't invest mm. bad weekends anymore because it's kind of like, it's instant gratification and clubs yeah. need to make money. So, but like Gotham, they were the first club to say, we're going to book you every year, no matter what, you yeah. know, like eight years ago. And now when I get to Gotham, it sells out. Yeah. You know, Wendy was like that with me five, six years ago. Yeah. And to see that, to see someone build in a market, it is an amazing feeling. But what I feel sorry about for newer comedians coming in, a lot of times clubs, they can't bankroll that weekend of losing. Invest. Yeah. And, 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 and you get it. I mean, heck, we just went through COVID. Yeah. And yeah. where most of them shut down. And so they're like, no, we need 
ticket sales. We need ticket sales every week. And now there's so many people that sell. I, w- I was thinking about this l- literally this morning where like back when I started or like was like five years in, I could think of like three theater comics or yeah. like or it may, maybe they? two Who stadium you know Who like they? They, it'd be like it'd be like Larry the Cable Guy it'd be like Chris Rock and and like maybe like a George Lopez and a Dave Chappelle uh, and a Dave Chappelle like but, but a very lot of, limited but what's interesting is TV pushed that if you were on yeah. TV and had a sitcom or you were on TV a lot Done. you it was it was a wrap now comedians like um uh, Anthony, what's his name? Uh, last name that Justin Schultz. Oh, Schultz. Schultz. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you make your Andrew own Schultz. thing. Yeah. Andrew yeah. Schultz. Yeah. yeah, you make your own path. You make your own way yeah. in. And that's so amazing because everybody has a platform now, which is good and bad, I would guess. Yes, yes. You know, good and bad. Uh, but it, it's good because I was thinking, like, man, how many like millionaire, multimillionaire comedians are there now that are just touring regularly? That you go like like a Schultz, where you go like, well, where do you know Schultz from? Oh. His show, his show that he built up. Where do you know Segura from? All right, Segura built up his show. Uh, you know, got got a Rogan bump, but it's insanely talented. Like, and then Bert, and then but, like they all built on their. They 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 made it themselves. They did it themselves. It's so cool that now you can look at like Sebastian Maniscalco is selling out arenas. Yes, and there are and there are people that wouldn't know him if he walked down the street. Dude, let me tell you something. Because he built it up himself. Ali Wong, me and Ali Wong. Ali Wong. Wong. Me and Ali Wong did Pasadena Ice House uh, like a week or two weeks before her special first one came out. Baby Cobra, yeah. Uh, Like, it was was like 200 people there, right? Yeah. And now, just two weeks later, like, she was selling out yeah. like arenas. Yeah. I mean, well, like like small theaters, and now yeah. she's probably selling out bigger theaters. But yeah. it's interesting to see, and since you're in it and you've been in it, we've all had friends that have just blown up. Sure. You always try to, what is that thing? What is it? What, see? And that's what's so interesting about the industry. What Some people, I know one comedian, it was one clip that yeah. started their whole career. Oh, you have like- And of course they got talent. I'm not yes, saying, yes, but yes. the one clip, I know two comedians where it was- it was a clip for this person. Well, mm-hmm. I just Russell Peters even talks about yeah. that. His uh, he was one of the first YouTube clips to go viral. Russell, I Angela remember Johnson, jo- uh, Angela Johnson. You yeah. have uh, even uh, in he's a phenomenal comic, uh, but Steve Trevino, the whole uh, or you know the whole food thing. Yeah, uh, pr- that kind of blew him up. Yeah. You know, they're all phenomenal comedians. Now, yeah. what's what's great about Sebastian? And I was looking at. I didn't know Sebastian until he blew up because okay. I'm, I I kind of do when I was at the store, I'm not a paid regular there, but I would mm-hmm. go there to do other people's shows and then yeah. bounce. So I learned about Sebastian after the blow up. Okay. And then you go back and look at it. He had six specials out before the yeah. blow up. And so it doesn't, uh, Ali Wong doesn't happen that much. When you look at the comedians that are selling out, Joe Coy is like on his seventh special. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Bill Burr. Whitney how, Cummings just Whitney, announced her sixth. Uh, you know, Eli, released so one, it's Eliza, kind of like, yeah. oh, okay. I get it now. I yeah. get it now. It's a process. And usually about that fourth, what I'm noticing about that fourth special, mm-hmm. that's when people are like, oh, this dude does comedy. And then they start coming out. <laughs> you know what I mean? How crazy is that? The fourth the one. The fourth you one. You got to get a fourth one. Unless because, it's just uh, yeah. lightning in a bottle. Yeah, because you do one and you go like, all right, it is special. Like I'm, I'm famous now, right? Yeah. Nah. 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 Three more times. And then then it also depends, like, my last special just came out, and it's exceeded my expectation. I just funded myself, put it out there. Hell yeah. And it's opened so many doors for me. But I know now on my YouTube channel, the next one I do is going to be even bigger. So it's kind of like now I'm hungry to put out new stuff all the time because I got my formula that I feel is going to work for me. And that's the whole thing is – now that I own it, I can do whatever I want with it. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, how many specials have you done? Three. Three. So Three. you got one more for the blow up, yeah, man. Yeah, one more. All right. One more. One more before I never have to do the yo show ever there again. Ever again. <laughs> I'm like, Brad, you'd be like, nah, we good. We, we good. good. I'm all right. It's no. already sold out. We're fine. Yeah, no, we're good. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. What's the craziest fan experience you've ever had? Oh, my God. Because you're so um, small, people must want to pick you up. <laughs> Like I, I, I literally have to say, at my shows, 
I'm doing a meet and greet. I'm taking photos. Do not pick me up. I have to say that every show. Because <laughs> inevitably, someone's going to go up. Hopefully, they ask. Sometimes they don't. And just go like, all right, right there. Go to the photo, right? And you're just like, and like, I've... Like I like I I wrestled in high school. I got sprawls, so like I sprawl, like I get out, like I'm elusive, man. Like you are not fucking picking me up. I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, like dwarf etiquette 101. Don't pick us up. Don't pat us on the head. I fucking hate that too. I I, I, ugh, I can't stand it. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm about to get mad. So, <laughs> Wusa. Usa, thank you, your daughter. Okay, good, happy place. Um, but yeah, like yeah, so I've had I've had some crazy fan experiences, but then like there's been some negative ones with like you know picking me up and whatever the hell. But I like to focus on the good ones. I like to focus on the stuff that's like and when someone comes to you. And says that this literally happened uh, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, Mad Apple, I do a meet and greet after the show. This guy comes up, and uh, he, he's, he's he's like, I came to the show because of you. And I go, that's awesome, Cirque du Soleil, and yet you're here because of me. That's crazy. And then he says, I had I have to tell you this. And I go, oh boy, like this could be. What's this? What yeah. like uh, I'm your son, you know? Or, right. or, like, uh, <laughs> or like here 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 are your papers, you know? Or like whatever, serve it. I'm like, and and he, and he goes, I was going to kill myself. The TV was on. I was I had watched something on Amazon, but then your special queued up next, and he's like, literally, the bottle of pills is there. I'm taking it. You say a joke, and I wasn't even listening, but you said something, and I went, huh. and then I sat down. I watched your special. I laughed, and I'm still here. Dude, that's great, man. And when I get those, like, I, it, we're professional idiots. We're, we're morons. We're clowns. And you have to stop and go like, oh, shit, like, people are actually consuming this. Pe like, And people are getting something out of this. And laughter is truly... It, it, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the best medicine. I don't know. Advil's pretty great. Uh, but, like, it, it's, it, it, it is medicine. You know what it, we... It's medicine. It is medicine because so many people go through so many rough times. And what's missing a lot of the times is joy yeah. or laughter. And I've gotten those same emails. I've gotten those same messages. And it makes you sit back and go, oh, this is... no." I'm not selling out stadiums. I'm yeah. not selling out a... Re but I'm making a difference, and that's in, and that means so much. Dude, there's a, I was at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and there is a dwarf that came up to me in the lobby of the Hyatt, where everyone stays. Everyone know, and everyone knows it's the Hyatt. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying anything weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm not outing. That's where they stay. Yeah, everyone knows. Um, so he comes up to me in the, in the lobby of the Hyatt, and he's like, "Hey, Brad." I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. And I go, that's awesome. I see he's a little person. So it's like, okay, I get that. You know, someone who looks like you, not a lot of us out there. There's yeah. like, there's like three dwarf comics. It's like me, Nick Novicki, Tanya Lee Davis. That's about it. Um, there's, there, there, there's one guy in who's like, what about me? But, uh, uh, he, he comes up and he goes, uh, Hey, um, um, I'm a big fan of yours. And he goes, uh, I started doing comedy after I saw you do comedy. And I'm like, Oh man, that's awesome cool and now you're you're hanging out here at the montreal comedy festival you're trying to see some shows he goes no i'm in the montreal comedy festival dope and i'm like Mut, yes yes so bro bro's life was going one way saw saw me tell jokes now his life is going another way and now he's succeeding at that that mm, that's that's the best that's the best like and 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 you go like, oh shit! Like this stuff does have power. It, it does. It, it, it like does. It, it, it's it's stuff where we go like, yes, we are professional idiots. Um, I, I was at a dinner the other night with with a bunch of comics, and someone brought someone, and uh, I, I was like, hey, what do you do for a living? And she goes, I don't want to 
I go, what do you do? Come on. She's like, it's not, she goes, it's not exciting like what you guys do. It's not, I go, what do you do? And she goes, I write RNA code for these drugs that'll probably cure cancer. (laughs) I'm like, Fuck you! Yeah. Like, what do you mean yeah. that's not interesting? <laughs> what do you, like? I I probably even said that wrong, but like that's essentially what she does. She writes the code for the medicine, and she run and she runs simulations to cure cancer. And I'm like, see, that's an important job. A hundred percent. That's a job that we need. We don't need assholes like you and me. Yeah. But then, but then we need that job. But then you you stop and go, wow, they that woman who does that insane work that will save, that has the potential of saving hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives. That person looks at what you and I do and goes, now that's a job. That's what a job. fuck? That's a talent. That's a talent. <laughs> that's madness to me. Now, now uh, off topic, sure. I, I, I always wanted to ask you this because I've known you forever. Are dwarfs attracted to dwarfs first or are they attracted to normal-sized mm. people? I don't want to speak for all little people. I, you, I'm talking about I you. I don't want to be the spokesman, be like, all right, <laughs> we, I got elected at the meetings. I am now, I, 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 I am now King Dwarf. It was, <laughs> it was Dinklage. He got very busy. He, he, can't, he, he, can't, he, he can't fulfill his duties. And now I, and now I am King Dwarf. So for me personally, um, at first I was attracted strictly little to, Dwarves. Other now, what people. do you call them, little people or dwarves? I Which call, way is socially? I don't even know anymore. I say I say little people. Little people. Okay. I, you know what? I use all three terms. I say little person. I say dwarf. I sometimes say midget. That's the one you're not supposed you're to not say. You're not supposed to say midget. But, but you can still say dwarf? Yeah, that's actually I what thought, we I, are. We're like, we have... Like I have a chondroplastic dwarfism, so yes, we're dwarves. So didn't wasn't there a controversy? Some uh, what is the the there the, probably is <laughs> there with probably Disney. Already. What's the girl with the the dwarves? Oh, Snow White. Snow White. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what Dinklage commented on. That's why he's not King Dwarf anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So what happened was there. Uh, 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 they're they're doing a live action Snow White and Seven Dwarfs the same way they did for a bunch of live action Disney okay, movies gotcha. Lion King Jungle Book all those and they made uh, they cast Snow White as Latina and uh, uh, Peter Dinklage commented on this on um, Mark Maron's podcast and Dinklage basically said great we have a Latina wonderful that's good. We still got dwarves. We still got the dwarves in the in the thing. Like that's that's he's like I've I've worked so hard. And I couldn't tell if he was saying that jokingly or serious. Uh, but he's but he still got dwarves. As in he would rather normal size people in yeah, those roles now. And I'm kind of like hanging back, like, hey, bro, like some of us need those roles. Like some of <laughs> some of us weren't yeah, in Game of yeah, Thrones. Some of us don't have that Game of Thrones money, dude. Uh, I can dink. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's funny because TMZ caught me talking about this, or they got me on the street, and I and I was talking about that, and and then they put in the headline, Brad says. Uh, Dink is wrong or something like that. I'm like, oh, Dink? Dink? You had me call him an 80s clown wrestler? Dink sounds like something that you would say to insult a dwarf. Like, that's ah, fucking Dink over here. Like, <laughs> can't reach the soda. <laughs> like, don't say that. Like, his name is Dinklage. Um, and, Did and, Dink ever reach out? Have you ever no, met him? No, I've never met him. Uh, I would love to meet him um, just because of how talented he is and how... He's amazing. And now he's broken through. He's truly broken through and to the point where he's cast in roles that aren't he's a dwarf and so let's get Dinklage. It's yeah. just, no, this is this is the role and this is what he's playing. Um, which is fantastic. He he and I differ with some thoughts and the Snow White thing is one of them. Um, I think it'd be great if you can just change the dwarves a little bit so it's not like seven white dudes you have like okay like seven old white dudes you have like oh yeah yeah put some female dwarves in there yeah fantastic put dwarves of different races we don't we, we, we didn't all have to be 
like they could have come from different families and stuff like that. That's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, like so, all dwarves aren't white. Yeah, I yeah, got you. I yeah, got you. That's yeah, the point. Yeah, and, and yeah, and so, and, and, and like some are Asian, and some it's hard to tell because Asians are just naturally kind of tiny. Does it? Uh, <laughs> it's like be a dwarf or, or just normal North normal. Korean, right? Like, like, like which one is it? Dwarf or malnourished? Um, <laughs> they're not going to see this. Uh, <laughs> they won't, and that's what they really won't. Oh, well, no, they won't see this. Uh, yeah. If if, if 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 ever you want to be racist, just make fun of North Koreans. Fine, uh, they're not they're not gonna see it anyway. Um, but yeah, so we differ slightly on that. Where I I, I think and I could be wrong, and I'm, I don't want to speak for the man, but um, it seemed like he wanted to kind of eliminate the dwarf uh, the dwarf roles. I'm like, no, let, we can keep them and just make it not so. Yeah, like just make it not so much that, or you know, include women and different races. I think I think that'd be good. Hundred percent. I I, yeah. I I I like that train of thought. I just think I also just, have Snow White end up with the dwarf, not the prince. Oh, and by the way, you still never answered my question. Oh, you yeah. went through all that. I'll uh, get there. Yeah. Okay. Now, are you hooking up with dwarves at the beginning, or oh, yeah. are you going for normal size? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, and then here's a term for you, Michael. Yes. Yo, because I know that you want to be PC. I do. Good. So we prefer the term average size people. Oh. So a- oh, average. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Average. See, but see, I, I don't get mad. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I just know there's probably a little person watching going, "Tell him, Brad. Tell him." So I'm like, "Okay, I'll tell him." I'll average tell him. size yes. people. Average size people. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you know. Now make sure. Make sure if we edit <laughs> clips in this, Alex, that it, we we make sure he's, he corrects me as an average because I don't want to get canceled. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of little people in front of my door. Yeah, like, you know, I'll be freaking protesting you with three by five cards instead That's of picket right. signs. <laughs> They'll be out there. I anyway. Um, so when when I first sort of came online with trying to flirt with the with with, with the opposite now sex. online through apps. Oh no no no! I that was oh. a term. I was okay ma- because I, was I, I yeah okay. yeah yeah we we don't have a dating dwarf app yet. We should it should. We, we what should. would you call it? What would you call it? Date date a little. Date a little. <laughs> I've thought about this. Date a little. <laughs> Dude, you would be a millionaire, bro. Date a little. Date and a little. Que- and then yeah. question mark. Yeah. Date a little. Yeah. Question mark. Advertise people could come on it too and be like, date a little. Do you want to date a little? No. Nah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dude, brilliant. Date a little. There Do it. Do it. There you go. Uh, so when I first <laughs> uh, started being interested in women, yes, I was interested in dwarf women. Um, I'm still interested in dwarf women. I'm still attracted to them. But the reason was because at the time, I didn't think any average size woman would ever like me or be attracted to me. So why would I even try? Why would I even get friend zone for the 9,000th time? Like, you know, I just look at you as more of a friend. You know, and it's like, okay, uh, let's go cry. Uh, <laughs> it would have been perfect. Anyway, but um, yeah, so I, at first I was dating pretty exclusively little people. And then um, it was it, it wasn't until I was like three or four years into stand up, so I was like twenty four, twenty five years old, where I started dating average sized women because I was like, oh, now I'm funny. That helps, <laughs> <laughs> right? A lot, a lot. That helps. So uh, yes, uh, 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 and I and I got I, I got very confident through being funny, and it and that certainly helped. And then, but like I'm always gonna look at dwarf women um one of the last girlfriends i had before i met my wife was a little person so okay i i went like i got range dude like i, I, I got, got range, range. like my, <laughs> i'm steph curry yeah i got range i could do a layup and i could like pop them from half court it's fine <laughs> i got range Short, shortest girl i ever dated was uh three foot seven and the tallest woman i ever dated was uh she was a volleyball player she was uh five foot eleven so it's like I don't know anyone. Else I mean, is, is I got that, range. <laughs> okay, is the sex different with dwarves as opposed to? Yeah, like I mean, you must be a, okay. a little like you must have to like. I'm gonna say something. Recalculate. I'm gonna say something <laughs> that might be considered fucked up. Okay. Okay. Sex is fantastic with little people. It's wonderful. It's great for the most part. Pretty normal. Pretty, pretty, it's, it's like with average size people. I mean, I couldn't pick up and do that position with a dwarf woman. I can't do that with a tall woman. Yes. So it's not like it was like, I can do certain positions that I can't. It's pretty good all around. 
There's one thing though, and, and this is me personally. This okay. is Brad speaking, not okay. all not all little people. There's, I love how you're so PC thing. now. You're you're very trying. you're very media media. Yeah, I'm trying. But with my uh the the, the last girl that I dated who ha- who happened to be a dwarf, she was uh clean shaven. Uh okay. You know, she was clean shaven and she, she did that she's like, Yeah, guys like this. And I'm like, for me, if it's a dwarf woman. I need a bush down there, okay? I need a reminder because if I'm having sex and I'm holding two little feet and I look down and I see clean shave and I'm like, this, no, this feels bad. This feels way too close to something that would get me on Dateline NBC. I cannot do this. I need you. Oh my goodness. You know, do it if you want. Your body, your choice. But for me personally, I need some her down there. These little feet. Yeah. (laughs) Little legs. I can't be holding size two stride rights. And then look down and see, <laughs> and see no hair. I can't. I'm, I'm not. I'm so uncomfortable. So okay, that that was the only thing. Like, that was the only thing. Okay, that was different for me. It, it's like I can't. I can't do it. I can't. Uh, I, 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 I can't look down. And you're and you're in a two T T shirt. <laughs> You're a dad, you know that. You can't be in a 2T t-shirt and some, and, 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 and some stride rides or a shoe that's got lights on it. And then, and, and then me just be like, nah, that's a woman. I need I need a reminder. I need I'm a crying. Reminder. I need a reminder that you're a woman. Grow, think- grow a bush, <laughs> pierce some nipples, do some stuff that makes me look down there and go, yeah, that is that is a that oh is my adult woman. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think we found the opening of the show, Alex. <laughs> I think I think we found the clip for the opening of the show. And that's me. That's me. Some no, people might like that. Not, that, that. That's me. But you are King Dwarf, you said, so you may yeah, speak for a lot I of them. I speak for all. Uh, you, you know, it, it, Do it, you think it's the other way around, though? <laughs> oh, with women? For women, like if when dudes shave. Oh, I don't no, know. No, because little dudes ain't that like like a baby. Like, yeah, it's... Uh, okay. Okay. We, we, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to ask them. I, yeah. I'd have to ask but them. we know your side, and yeah. your side is my brilliant. side is, is is let put put a marker okay. down there that 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 lets me know. Okay, I'm 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 I'm, I'm this is a woman. This is this, this, this is a fully fully mature woman. I need that. Okay, <laughs> my podcasts are only an hour, and we're almost done. But I got so much to get. I mean, you're yeah. gonna come back again. But let's talk about. Maybe next time we talk about family. Okay. Uh, because I do want to promote your Circus Soleil show, Man yeah. Alpha. I know you only have a couple weeks left on it, right? Yeah. Uh, my last day is uh, August 16th. Um, it's Cirque Soleil. It's Mad Apple. It's at New York, New York. Uh, there's uh, three comedians in the show. And by the time you see, there'll be uh, two comedians in the show. One one is leaving. Um, but it's the first time Cirque Soleil has ever put a comedian in the show. And uh, it's funny. I... I how did it happen? How did it happen? I got a call. I just got a call from this guy named Simon Painter, who uh, created the show The Illusionists and yep. uh, creates other shows. And he wanted he wanted comedians in his shows. He said he looked at a bunch of tapes and he saw and he, he goes, "You you can do that." And the first thing I said to him was was I said to him, "I get it, dwarf in a circus makes sense." <laughs> Uh, and he's like, wait, no. Yeah, right, and, right. And, and, and he got all offended. I'm like, no, no, don't, don't worry about it, man. It's fine. And, um, uh, but yeah, he, 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 he contacted me. There wasn't like auditions or anything. Um, and, uh, at first I said, no, just for the thing where it's like, I don't want to be a dwarf in a circus. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I can't do that. And then I asked like, what am I doing in the show? And he's like, you're just doing stand up. You're just doing stand up. I go, okay. So you're not going to try to throw you up yeah, and flip you. Fire me out of a cannon going, wee wee. Like, <laughs> like, it's not going to be like Cirque du Soleil like that. And he goes, no, you're just doing stand up. And I go, what, what can I, do I have rules of what I can talk about? Like, is there a script? Is there a theme? Like what I got? And he goes, I would just want you to be fucking funny. That's it. Just, you're the expert. You know what funny is. Be fucking funny. And uh, I go, wow, that's good. And then um, they they threw a number at me, and I was like, eh, 
Yeah. And they threw another, and then I said no, and then they threw another number at me, and I'm like, okay. Okay, <laughs> but I would imagine you still make more money on the road. So was that kind of, okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Sometimes I do. Sometimes you do, okay. In Columbus, I do. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> in now, Columbus and Royal, Royal Oak, Michigan, I do. Uh, in uh, Flappers, I don't. Yes. So <laughs> do you feel creatively... Mm-hmm. You know, because I go up every night at the cellars. Yeah. So I feel like I get to work out new material yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a comedy crowd. What I notice about the show, mm-hmm. it's like you're the first one to come out, which I think is the toughest job because yeah. you got to get people go, oh, I just saw a person do something amazing. And now yeah. you're about to hear some stand up. Yeah. You I just kind of reset the I room. I just saw two guys juggle each other with their feet. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which, which now I know is something called Icarian Games. That's, that's an actual category of performance um so yeah did you i guess creatively did you feel stagnant yeah uh and, and there are there are times i've written a few new jokes while i've been here and i've tried them out but it's when i'm doing you know when i'm doing the store for 20 minutes or my own headline shows yeah. for an hour it, it's easy to try new material you try it if it doesn't work all right i got plenty of stuff and yeah. plenty of time to get the audience back uh for 10 minutes man no Hits. Yeah. Coming with hits. So there's a few new jokes that I did. No, you were great. I kind of knew like, okay, I think, I really think this is going to work. If this, if this doesn't work, it's going to be awkward as hell. I I won't say what the setup is, but there's a joke where I fall and it, and if that joke doesn't work, if that bombs, Ooh, that's going to be awkward. Cause then I have to get up with no way with like silence and no laughter. Oof. Oof. Uh. Oof. Yeah, that, and how yeah. many? Oh, so, so out of the times you did it, how many yeah. times did it work, and how many times did it? Oh, not work? thankfully, it worked. Night one, night one, okay, night one. Uh, and I, I, they, they, they said I had ten minutes, and I was like, cool. So I just put the hits in. Okay, I, like, good. Let's play the damn hits. Let's yeah. do, let, let's do the stuff that I know works. I went through my act. Went like, how could I get like a theme, like within just ten minutes? Yeah. And I felt I did that. Uh, so yeah, but it, it, it was a challenge. It was something I really wanted to do. I like challenging myself when they said you'd be the first comedian ever in a Cirque du Soleil yeah. show. I'm like, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Cause now if anyone else does it, they'll be like, Oh, this is the Brad Williams spot, you know, yeah, or whatever. Like, absolutely. I, I, I like that. I like not getting on a plane every week. Oh, um, yeah. it's nice. I like being part of an ensemble. Comedians were so lonely. Like, let's go to the hotel. You're by yourself. You perform. If you know the feature, great. Now you have someone yeah. to hang out mm-hmm. with. If you don't, and if if, if 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 it's a local person, hopefully you get along. If you don't get along, well, fuck, you're alone. Yeah, and, and especially for married guys, yes, we're alone. Now, of course, <laughs> you brought your family out here, uh, and it's yeah. hot in Vegas. Yeah, it's like 120 degrees sometimes. Did you? Yeah. Did your family? I know you still have a place in uh, L.A., but yeah. did they like it in Vegas? Yeah, they they kind of go back go and back forth. and forth. Okay, uh, but. Yeah, uh, my daughter was five feet tall, and she got here. She melted. Uh, <laughs> she's down. She's very tiny. No, um, but yeah, they daily they liked it out here. Thankfully, Vegas is the kind of a town you you know this. Yep. They've managed in certain parts of Vegas to make it very kid friendly. Oh, there's, dude. there's lots of good stuff. Parks, parks everything, indoor stuff. Uh, I'm out here. I brought my daughter to this like Chuck E. Cheese type place. Oh yeah. Um, and she went in. This was her first time going into a place like this. And her mind was blown. Dude, let me tell you something about great Chuck E. Cheese. They just upgraded. They just changed all the Chuck E. Cheeses and they're nice now. They got rid of that robotic rat. Yeah. Now it's they I'm telling there's one down the street and I take my son all the time. They just changed it about a month ago. Really? And it's really nice. Now. There you go. They got new games. So I'm good. Like, I'm, yeah. all, I'm all about that life. Yeah. It can't be the same game as we played. It was like <laughs> oh. uh, two months ago. It so was they still have the alligators that came out. Yeah. Yeah. Those <laughs> dude, that, their games were prehistoric, but now, now it's all good. What do you love about being a father? Oh man. Um, someone, I'm going to, I'm going to name drop sucks, but, uh, uh Dana Carvey told me this because when when my wife was pregnant and we were gonna have a kid, uh, I, I I knew that Dana kind of adjusted his career uh, to be a better dad, and I and I want to be a good dad. That's like that's my number mm-hmm. one goal. If it if when I finally go and hope and hopefully ninety more years, yep. uh, I want the first thing for them to say is like, Nah, dude, that that dude's a good dad. Um, 
And I asked Dana, I was like, like, give me some advice, give me some tips, whatever. And Dana said, that baby, that child is the only person who's ever going to call you dad. So that is someone very important. And that just kind of stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, she's the only person that will call me dad. That anyone else calls me whatever they want to call me, but you, you call me dad. And then you start thinking about your own father and what that that person meant to you. And you go, oh, crap, I mean this to someone now. And so the, 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 the fact that I'm now like, in charge of a life and crazy. it's a, it's a crazy thing. And, uh, I, I, I love just seeing her advance and hit milestones and then discover stuff and like things. Like we got her this little toy piano and she started banging on it. She's like, Oh, I like this. And she starts like really banging on the piano. And I'm like, okay. Cause like every time she's into something, I'm like, wait, is this your thing? Yeah. Is, is, is this, I'm the same way. Yeah, is this yes. your life's passion? Mm-hmm. Because we because we remember telling jokes, or you remember the moment that you're like, I want to be on TV. I want to be like you remember those moments. So I think back, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm constantly just like, wait, is this the, is this the thing? You know, uh, uh, and that's what I like about being a dad is seeing her is, is seeing her discover things for the first time, going to the Chuck E. Cheese, going like, oh, I'll you'll understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so wife and baby were out, um, and we w- went to this restaurant that's at the Bellagio that's like out and you're right next to the fountains. Right. Uh, first of all, cool story. When I first said, Hey, can we get a table like by the window so we can watch the fountains? And they're like, ah, oh, we don't have anything available. And li- li- literally, as I say this, someone walks by and goes, Brad Williams. That's the coolest. Oh, yep. saw you at Mad Apple. That was great. Uh, oh, man, that was really funny. You mind if we take a photo? Cool, take a photo. And then I turn back and she goes, you know what? I think we can get you something. I'm like, yes. Yes. Mm. So, uh, yeah, fame worked. Fame worked in that in uh, that round. So they got this this table. It's literally the best table in the restaurant. It's right next to the window. We have this amazing meal. We're having a great time. And it's getting to that time, and I, and I look and go, oh, the fountains, the fountains, the fountains. Uh-huh. And then the fountains, music starts going, fountains start going up, and my daughter just, That's like, awesome. lights up and, like, starts, like, do and pointing, and, ah, uh, you know, because she's 17 years old. Uh, <laughs> no, she's two. And uh, she sees the fountains, and they're playing Time to Say Goodbye by Sarah Brightman, and uh, Bocelli, and I just start crying, man. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm at the table, and I'm just crying because I'm seeing my daughter, like, and I know that, like, wow, like, she's, this is amazing, like, this is amazing to her. She's experiencing it, and it was just such the perfect moment. We had a great meal. My daughter's super well-behaved. There, there was another kid in the restaurant that wasn't. That It's almost kind of nice. It's kind of nice to see it. Somebody struggling kid. while your kids are yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of nice. Like, I feel for the parents. I feel for oh them. My but then at the same time, I'm like, yeah. When you hear, when you're a parent, when you hear crying on a plane, it's different now. You're like, oh, I get it. I yeah, understand that. I'm not mad. And now when you see other people looking over, you're like, fuck you. Yeah, you're not a parent, obviously. Yeah, we're on a four-hour flight. The right? kids got, like, we're, we're, they're trying. Their ears are popping. They, they don't know what this is. And, and like, kids want to cry. You know, yeah. it's like like or you're a parent to be please cry right now to, yeah. to start like that's how oh, they deal with so stress. Angry. They haven't figured out thing their their coping mechanisms yes. yet that you as an adult have figured out. So when they get upset, they cry. Yes. You might you might drink, but they cry. Like 100%. that's what they do. So now yes, when when you're a kid crying on a plane, for me personally, I'm not mad. I'm I'm just like, oh man, that kid's going through some stuff right now. Like I feel bad. I hope the parents are I hope the parents are attentive. But then if the parents are not attentive, because I've been on those oh, flights. Now, that's when I get angry. That's when yeah, I get angry. I'm like, that's your kid. Like, and I see him tired, but I'm still just like, that's your kid. Just leave. Just Some, leave. Summon like the energy. When a kid kicks the back of my plane seat, mm-hmm. I don't get mad at the kid. I look at the parents. Yeah. You don't know how to parent. Like, yeah. you see your kid doing yeah, this and you let them do this. Because if my daughter ever kicked the back of someone's plane seat, first of all, I'd be like, how your legs grow? That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but... Secondly, if if I saw it, I'd be like, okay, we're gonna go for a walk right now, and then I'd pick her up. First of all, we'd walk to the to the other person's seat, apologize. and be like, you apologize to this person. Yep, cool. 
and then I'll, and then we're gonna take a walk up and down the plane. All right, you're feeling aggressive. Let's get let, let let's get the legs out. Let's con, let, let, let let's con, let's kind of move. All right, now we're gonna sit back down, but we're not gonna kick that person's seat. And you know, you kind of yeah, you have those moments. Everything is like a teachable moment. My my wife is brilliant at this. She's her job is a behavioral therapist. Oh, so, so she, she knows. Li- she literally knows like how to do. Stuff like uh, 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 my daughter pinched my wife one time, and I don't, those fingers, man, they get pinched, little <laughs> tiny fingers. Uh, they get pinched, and my wife like, like kind of out, and then just looks at her goes, "Hey, that hurt mommy's body. You you don't want to hurt mommy's body, dude." She's like, "Oh no, I don't want to hurt mommy's body." Yeah, and you, you kind of have this moment. I'm like, "Oh, that's how you do that. Oh, that's how you do oh, it." Oh, my wife is so good at this. Um, but yeah, just just the just the acts of discovery, just the acts of her figuring stuff out for the first time. Um, when she like puts the block in the hole where it's like the star block in the star hole, and then watching her like get that when she sees a a thing that you put on play doh and then it makes a shape, and she goes, and then she does it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That does that. Like seeing her get stuff is just the coolest. It's That's just awesome, the coolest. Man. I love it. All right. Well, we got to wrap this up because I, mm-hmm. um, but Matt Apple for yep. the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, check out my tour schedule. It's all over the place. MichaelYo.com. Dude, yep. thank you so much for popping by. Yeah. Oh, and then when Matt Apple ends, I am going back on the road. Oh, I'm not, okay. I'm not Great. like, all right, I'm taking six months off. Like, no, I'm. Where can people that, find it? Uh, BradWilliamsComedy.com. My last day is August 16th. August 19th to 20th, I'm at the San Jose Improv. Nice. So we're going. So, so we're going. So uh, BradWilliamsComedy.com. Check out the tour schedule. Check out your tour, That's tour, right. tour schedule. Let's do it. Buy them tickets and uh, let's turn every weekend into a Columbus weekend. There let's you go. Let's do, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do it. All right, Brad. Thank you so much.